0: home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. 606 Tuesday morning,
1: the twenty eighth of February. Mike Casper is still in Cancun and posting pictures from the golf course
2: on it Facebook.
1: It, oh my God. it, it, it doesn't. It, <laughs>
2: Doesn't seem like he's too anxious to leave. Nope.
1: Nope. He looked uh, he looked pretty smiley in the photos that I saw. Hey, good morning. I'm Rick Worthington filling in for Mike Casper today. That is Chris Walton over there, and uh, we welcome you to the Tuesday program. A little nicer outside, although some snowflakes did fall in Boise last night. Just in time to make your commute nice and slippery. Mm. Uh, you may have noticed the staircase on the way up. This
2: morning, Chris, that was... Uh, it was uh, rather slippery. That yeah, was a little dicey. It was uh, slippery getting into the car this morning. I almost fell down.
3: But okay, I well, I'm
2: glad you didn't. Righted myself just in
1: time. <laughs> it, I'm trying to tell you guys, it's slick outside. Be, be careful this morning until it warms up a little bit. That ice is uh, definitely going to be an issue. And there's all kinds of things that happened in news yesterday. As Mondays go, yesterday was a, a pretty busy one. Lots of legislation being pushed forward through the Idaho legislature. I'd say pushed forward, not passed, but pushed forward, pushed ahead. Uh, That would include a new bill in the Idaho legislature that would restrict minors from attending drag, burlesque, or strip shows. What in the hell are we doing? I do not I understand what goes on in the Idaho legislature. I guess. That's I, guess I, that's I, just, I just I just don't know. It's important to somebody. Uh we we will definitely be discussing this today. Number one, because last I checked, if you're under eighteen, you can't go into a strip show at all.
2: Not in a strip bar, no.
1: You can't go to a stripper bar. And there are no lgtbq shows being put on anywhere that i'm told that would have anything that is explicit in any way shape or form except somebody who is cross-dressing but that is not sexually explicit so i don't understand why we're spending taxpayer dollars looking at a bill that
2: yeah we're going to discuss this today you uh Know what the uh, when the when the television ratings first started? It was the late '40s when people started to have television sets. They weren't out here in this area yet, but we didn't have any any stations. But uh, cities in the east, you know, had TV, and there was ABC, CBS, NBC already, and the Dumont Network was Mm -hmm. another one. Gotcha. There was no Fox yet. Uh, First big number one show nationwide was uh, Texaco Star Theater, starring Milton Berle, who routinely. Dressed in drag, he cross-dressed all the yes, time. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. People thought it was hilarious. You know, I don't
1: know about you, but the Monty Python sketches—were yeah. they cross-dress?
2: Those are hilarious. Oh yeah, they didn't this have penguin any,
1: on the television set. That's they, hilarious. They didn't it have any me up the little old ladies.
2: Yeah, they and the kids in the hall both. They didn't have any uh, women in the group, so they had to, you know, dress up as women when they. had Well, they're in the, not sexually in explicit the in, in the least,
1: but they are cross-dressing. So, look. We're just going to have to talk about it a little bit today because I don't understand. Look, when when we had the Pride Festival last year in Boise and they rolled out a drag show and there were children that were going to perform in the drag show, people lost their minds. But you don't have to legislate that for God's sake. (laughs) One person made a couple of phone calls and it was over. Going to make a call to a sponsor, and that thing goes away, which is which is fine. If you don't want something to happen, make a couple of phone calls to sponsors and yeah. say, yeah, we don't think this is a very good idea. Sponsors pull their sponsorship. The people that are putting on the show say, whoa, let's not put this show on if we're going to lose all our sponsors over it, it's, and it's done. Basically. And no tax dollars spent. You made a phone call. So I'm going to be on one a little bit today. I would love to hear from you if you support the bill, if you're against the bill. We're going to discuss it and tell you what that's about. And that's just one of the things that we'll be discussing today. Thing number two, apparently the $2 billion Powerball winner. Well, they say the ticket was stolen
2: before it was turned in.
1: The California Lottery is maintaining it verified the rightful winner of the record-breaking $2.4 billion Powerball jackpot after a man claimed he had the winning ticket before it was stolen from him. This was in a lawsuit that was filed a couple of weeks ago in Los Angeles. Jose Rivera claimed he purchased the winning ticket at Joe's Service Center the day before the drawing, but it was actually stolen by somebody named Reggie (laughs) who is a defendant in the suit Uh, state officials push back against the claim uh, that he is the lottery winner reiterating that uh, the proper winner was already announced on uh, valentine's day and yeah who would have thought a two billion dollar lottery ticket would actually go to court for some reason do we Hmm. do we have any other details well, R- Rivera reportedly asked Reggie to return the ticket to him after the winning numbers were announced, but the guy refused, claiming that Reggie was trying to blackmail him into yeah. splitting the jackpot 50-50. Why,
2: why did Reggie have the ticket? To well,
1: that it? I guess he just took it. Why did he have it? Doesn't say. How did he know it was the winning ticket when he took it? Mm, I don't really have all those details, Chris, but I'd okay. sure like to have all those details. Hmm. I have said to my son at one point, hey, I'm going to go get a Powerball ticket. If we win, you're going to get a cut. He's my kid. so. But uh, I'm not sure what the uh, ins and outs
2: of (laughs) this story are. But fun to look at, nevertheless. You know one thing I've never done in my entire life?
1: Win Uh, the lottery? No.
2: Well, yeah, that's true. But I've never told anyone that if I win the lottery, they're going to get a cut. Nobody. Your wife would take a cut.
1: He shrugs like, eh. (laughs) I'm
2: I'm okay with her. I know. I know. know, What's hers is mine and what's mine is hers. That's
1: what I'm saying. She's taking her cut.
2: Yeah. Which is still your
1: cut. All right. That's just another of the stories that we'll be following today. Uh, There is news from the Chad and Lori Daybell case today. Don't know how big yet. Apparently on Friday, we didn't know this at the time, but there was the lab that called the court and said, we have some findings of the DNA evidence that we've been waiting on. And so a hearing was scheduled for Monday morning to discuss the DNA evidence. And judge in this case, decide we're not going to tell anybody what the findings of this lab is just yet. So everybody was ordered out and just had a little huddle up between the lawyers and the judge, and another hearing was scheduled for Thursday, at which time I think we'll be hearing exactly what that DNA evidence is and whether it's valid. Or invalid. But that's new. Because that case hasn't been entertaining in the least bit either, has it? Not recently, no. <laughs> A lot of court stuff going on there. But, uh, yeah, we'll be talking about those things. And anything else Chris decides we're going to do, Justice, Justice is swift. We're going in.
2: So their trial will come up sometime in the next 19 months. I know.
1: I meant to tell you that those uh, three envelopes of uh, tickets that I had in my box the other day. Yeah. For San Diego State, Boise State tonight. I get to give those away today. All right. So we'll be uh we'll be doing that at some point today. Six fifteen, it's time for sports on News Talk KBOI. And because we're talking about the Boise State basketball game tonight, we'll hear from Bob Beeler in just a moment. A reminder that sports is brought to you by the pork belly in downtown Cuna. Not sure what the soup is yet. I'm waiting on the text from Chef Wally, but I'm sure we'll be hearing about that momentarily. But uh, they are open at 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, I also understand the drive through window for their hip drips, coffee, coffee bar, is now open as of yesterday. So it's a brand new thing. Check it out. Pork belly in CUNA. Boise State needs that big win over San Diego State to help their NCAA tournament resume. Here's Bob.
4: Boise State is 8-0 at home in Mountain West action, and a win tonight over the Aztecs would give the Broncos their first undefeated home conference season since 1998. To get it, they'll have to beat the 18th-ranked team in the country for their first win over a ranked team since beating number 24 Oregon in December of 2015. Coach Rice on the challenge of playing San Diego State.
5: They have things they're hanging their hats on, and their defense and their rebounding is why they've won so many championships and why they've been so consistent. So I think it starts with that, because if you can't answer the bell there, forget about everything else.
4: The Aztecs lead the overall series 18-10, to but the Broncos lead 6-4 to in games played in Boise. Our coverage will begin tonight at 6.30 on one FM. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI.
1: All right, going to be interesting to see what happens with all that. Any predictions for tonight, Chris? Uh,
2: no. Um, it's a, This is a tough one, too, you know? Well, here's what I should do. I should predict that uh, San Diego State will win by 20. Well, that's uh, what they did last because time. Because I'm pretty much always wrong. <laughs> Not a bad way to
1: go. But honestly, the, the last time these two teams faced off, the Broncos were without uh, Marcus Shaver Jr. They were... Pretty banged up. They went into San Diego and got thumped. Hopefully it'll be a better showing. And it's senior night. We'll hear from Coach Rice about this senior class coming up as well. KBOI News Time is 617.
6: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. At 623.
1: While the Idaho legislature and the uh, House Senate Affairs Committee are talking about, you know, we got to make sure that uh, we don't have sexual exhibitions like drag shows or burlesque performances. Mm -hmm. And while you're wasting time doing that, there are people out there that are actually trying to do something to help people in Idaho. Oh, who would who would do that? And, and how would they do that? Well, what's the number one thing that we have been screaming for for years? Uh, I'm going to go with property tax relief. Property tax relief. So why the Senate Affairs Committee is talking about drag shows, C. Scott Groh is trying to get People to talk about property taxes. He had a conversation with Nate Shellman yesterday
3: about it. State Senator C Scott Groh joining us here in studio. one of those bills is yours for property tax and how would you define a real tax cut? How would you define that in, in whether it's your head or whether it's on paper? how would you find how would you define a real property tax cut for citizens in Idaho?
7: Thanks, Nate. I would define that as something substantial and ongoing
3: okay. Okay. So you have an idea. I do. Tell tell me about your idea and, and I'll I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a just a little curveball, using as few numbers as possible.
7: Thank you. Well let me just mention you you said that was twenty five days ago and mm-hmm. I presented my bill in the House then okay. and nothing has happened. And so I'm doing something unusual. I'm presenting a bill in the Senate. Usually tax bills begin in the House. Yes. And the reason is because they're raising taxes, and so that's by constitution, but if it's not raising tax, we can begin it in the Senate, and mine does not raise tax it's using sales tax they're already collecting no new tax to help the homeowner and give them a refund.
3: Now what is it? I what, what is when you say using sales tax to 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 do what to 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 fill in the gaps that the counties and cities need or in in the schools?
7: No, thank you for that question. This does not affect what the cities, counties, or any local taxing district does. Whatever your tax bill is, think of your tax bill. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line, that's your total you owe. Then there will be a subtraction from the state of Idaho, Idaho tax relief, and it'll be a subtraction right from your bill, and you will just pay the net.
3: How much? How much are, how much are you in percentage or sliding scale? How much are you uh, planning to cut Idahoans' property tax?
7: I'll give you an easy example. You said keep it easy. Yes, okay? If you have a 3 and this is tax, it's not looking at your valuation on your house or levies or anything. If mm-hmm. your tax is $3,000, okay? Then the minimum would be somewhere around a $600 cut. And this bill has the new bill I added in the Senate has a surplus eliminator. I won't talk about what that means, but it's additional money that could come out of the surplus. Okay. Up to another 150 million. And so that could give you another $600 deduction. So you could have a $1,200 deduction. Good. Good of your three thousand.
3: Okay. See, when you say could, you know that that's that's a possibility of a bonus, but nobody should really bank on could. Right.
7: The okay. minimum. The minimum yes will be six hundred.
3: Okay. So you're talking twenty percent. Yeah. The twenty percent. You would say your your idea cuts property taxes twenty percent.
7: Correct, and up to forty percent. Okay. Based on the surplus, if we have a surplus, it'll automatically kick in, and it'll go up to that. Uh, uh, extra $150 million, so 40%.
3: How do you find out how much sales tax you move from the general fund to where the property tax would go?
7: Because my bill says 4.5% of existing sales tax revenues, and that comes up to about $150 million as we look forward. And that's ever-increasing. That's the beauty of using a percentage. Rather than a fixed figure, it will keep increasing every year because sales tax is always going up. The revenue. State, not, not the percentage.
3: State Senator C. Scott Groh joining us here in studio. And if you have questions about this bill, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Okay. He he wanted to come on. He's he's he said during the break that he listens to this program, so he's fully aware that every once in a while I I, I, I turn you loose. I turn the masses loose on you. Good. Uh, because that's that's really it's not about me. It's about them.
7: Uh, because I read that, That's exa- Let me add this. Okay. Everybody down there at the legislature has a lobbyist. Okay. The cities, the counties, everybody's got a lobbyist. Mm-hmm. Education, the homeowner does not have a lobbyist. I'm here to advocate for the homeowner.
3: Okay? You already run re-election, so don't 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 don't, <laughs> don't don't start campaigning just yet because there's there's a drum that I and a number of other people in media have beat for a while and cuz cuz you want to use sales tax to backfill. Yep. Okay. Can you do your idea and you're the numbers guy can you do your idea and stop tax on groceries
7: you can't do both at the same time let me tell you why tell me i happen to be the chair of the joint finance appropriation committee and the constitution mandates a balanced budget Mm -hmm. and so we've worked with the governor worked with other legislators and others for a year to get a carve out for this property tax, that's the number one complaint I get. More so than sales tax, I hear property tax. Okay. So we can't do everything at once. Okay. We're going to address property tax right now.
1: Okay. All right. That's Senator C. Scott Grow. I almost didn't get that out right. Senator C. Scott Grow talking about property taxes. Sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Reducing them. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd like generally. to see a, a little bit of that as a homeowner. I'd like to see that happen. We will be uh, discussing that a little bit today as well. There was another probably two, three minutes worth of uh, their conversation that we're not going to get to uh, yet this morning, but do what we can to get there. And then, of course, we're going to talk about what they actually were doing in the House Senate Affairs Committee yesterday, um, which seems like a great big waste of time. But we'll uh we'll get there as well. And we'll take your calls all day long. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless, and we've got tickets to give away today to Boise State, San Diego State on Senior Night. It's tonight. But we'll have three different sets of tickets to give away so stand by. KBY News Time is 6:30.
6: The Great One, Mark Levin,
0: tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
1: Thanks for joining us this morning on News Talk KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today, along with Chris Walton. Glad that you're in early on a Tuesday morning where I guess we could still see some snow. Today, in some areas of the uh, Treasure Valley, I don't know how much. Doesn't look like we'll see very much if we see any more, but we do know that it's slick outside today. Probably want to be careful. My favorite kind of snow is not very much. Not very much. I don't even like... I'm so ready for spring. I am so ready for the cold weather to go away. I know that you know. usually when it gets to be about, oh, let's say Thanksgiving, I'm already ready for cold weather to be gone, but... Mm. I don't
2: know what, forever,
1: whatever reason. Uh, this year, I am really ready for some warm weather to roll in. Yeah, uh,
2: I, 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 I feel like summer is something I enjoy, and winter is something I endure. Yeah, totally. That's a good way of putting it, Walton.
1: Nice job. You just come up with that on your own. Yeah, good job. We will discuss uh, a number of uh, different issues today and take your calls on it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred, the number that you can call today. Uh, there will be. Law enforcement cracking down on those who mm, drive aggressively. Could be ticketed for tailgating. You could be ticketed for honking. According to the story, facial expressions? What? I'm making one right now. (laughs) It's a good thing I'm not behind the wheel. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, according to uh, the story that we have today, law enforcement cracking down on aggressive driving. So if you drive like a jerk, well, watch out. I guess Mm. the best way I could put that, uh, uh, by the way, thanks to, uh, Senator C. Scott Grover coming in yesterday and talking with Nate a little bit about property taxes, which leads to a much bigger conversation about, and I think part of the trouble here, Chris, is that there are several bills that are out there and, I don't know that one or another is a front-runner right now to to get through. Or are there multiple bills that go through? Or or will they all equally And Here's what I had kind of hoped as far as the property tax stuff that's going through the legislature right now. Is that there would be a little more unified, don't put three or four bills out all at once. Put out one bill that does it all and get everybody together so so that you, you don't have to, you know, do the same work three different times with three different groups. So Just all get together and hash co- it out. Cooperation, then. Cooperation is the word that I would use there. Yes. Maybe some communication would have been a, a good thing to have there. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't. I, I don't know what the inside baseball is on that. I, I try to know a little bit about the inside baseball, what's going on at the Idaho legislature or at the state house. In this particular case, I know that different people are doing different things and they're coming to the same conclusions in some ways, but they've got different bills that they're presenting. And I think it would probably be better if instead of doing three or four bills, they just got together and said, okay, what can we take from your bill that works and my Mm -hmm. bill that works and let's slam them together and make one great bill. It's not what's happened so far. Love to know a little more about that. With that in mind, it's time for sports at 644. It's brought to you by the Pork Belly in downtown CUNA today. Uh, they will open up in 15 minutes. I told you yesterday, Chris, best chicken fried steak I ever had. Yes, yes, you did. Chef Wally says that they must have had, well, more than a handful. a handful of people that came in and said, That Worthington, he's the biggest jerk in the world, but when it comes to food, he sure knows what he's talking about. They came in, tried the chicken fried steak. The chicken fried steak. All right. Came away pretty happy, as I understand. So stop by the Pork Belly in downtown CUNA, and I think you'll see uh, I'm not messing around. I might be crazy, but not when it comes to food. Let's talk about what's going on with Boise State men's basketball. It is not nearly as big a game as we thought we were going to see because of that loss to San Jose State on Saturday. But this senior class is a big deal to Coach Leon Rice, and he talked about that
5: a little bit. The leadership that they brought, the character they brought, both on and off the court. You know, they're all graduating. They're, they represented our program so well. They were great teammates. And the cool thing is, I can say that about all three of them, and they all did it in their own way. And, you know, Naj does it with his flair and his style. Lucas is you know, a little more reserved, but a very thoughtful deep thinker. Shave's really quiet, but a great leader in his own way. And so, you know, proud to have coached these guys. I'm excited, you know, for their journey in life because I know they're going to be successful outside of basketball. Whatever they do, they're going to be fun to watch. And and they'll be proud members, proud Broncos forever because, you know, each one of them transferred here. And I think each one of them grew they grew as men they grew as basketball players and as people and uh you know i'm just really proud of their time here
1: coach leon rice speaking there about the three seniors that you'll be sending off tonight extra mile arena tip off at 7 p.m tonight if you want to watch it it's on cbs sports net of course we'll have it here for you as well on news talk kboi
0: kboi news time is 647 You're part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 86 at News Talk KBOI.
1: Uh, Coming up here uh, a little later, we will have the damn near impossible Mm question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway. And today we have a $50 gift certificate to La Peep again. Is Mm -hmm. that correct,
2: Nathaniel? Good, 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 good. It is. I do have the question if you would like to. Fantastic. Let's have it. This happened for the first time on this date in 1940. And it happened at Madison Square Garden in New York City. What was it? What was the date again? Uh, 1940. This and date in 1940. This date in 1940. February,
1: February 28th. Hmm. Okay, I don't know. But I'm going to think on that. Okay. And uh, just to remind you, it's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network. For all your real estate needs, call 208-888-4128. There you go with the read. And uh, still to come on the program, uh, today the Supreme Court scheduled to hear arguments related to a couple of lawsuits challenging President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. Nathaniel, looking around, do you have any student loan, Nathaniel? Uh huh. I bet you do. Twenty grand worth of student loan forgiveness—that wouldn't be such a bad thing for you. <laughs> but you know, there's some problems with this. Now, when the Biden administration announced uh, their student loan forgiveness plan. uh, last year in August, hoped to provide relief for more than 40 million Americans who took out federal student loans to pay for their education, and they believed it would support those Americans who are drowning in some $1.6 trillion of federal student loan debt, recover from economic turmoil caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Did it? Well... The intention was to erase up to 20 grand a student loan for eligible borrowers. But of course, now there are lawsuits and it will be discussed by the Supreme Court today. Don't know if we're going to have a decision or whether they will hand something down to let us know how they feel about it. From time to time, as we've seen from the Supreme Court recently, we get a little bit of uh, a leak on something Mm -hmm. they're thinking. Haven't seen that yet though. So should that happen, we will uh, be giving that to you a little bit today. Uh, Also, we're going to talk about a bill bill that would ban drag performances on public land. Drag performances on public land. So not even like drag races, then? Well, I don't think that's what they're talking about here. Uh. They're talking about people who are cross-dressing. And we will... At least give you this one word that probably is why it shouldn't happen—the bill that they're discussing—and that word is discrimination. Folks, talk about that coming up. KBOI News Time at seven o'clock
0: tonight at ten. It's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
8: It's time once again for the KBY Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho, featuring Dr. Dan Meltzer, the Executive Medical Director for Regents. Good morning, Doctor.
9: Good morning.
8: All right, let's start things off today. One of the undeniably best parts of living here in the Treasure Valley is the great outdoor adventures. Short walks, rides, drive, wherever we are, you're close to it. But apart from the enjoyment we get from hiking, hunting, fishing, and whatever activity is our favorite, you're here to talk about another potential benefit that may come from being outside. What is that?
9: Yeah, so all good stuff. And it's validated in a recently published article in the Journal of Occupational and Environmental Medicine, which suggests that those of us who live, you know, even bigger cities, if you will, like Boise, when we make the effort to get outside, like you're talking about, visit parks, community gardens, even any other green space, it actually means we're less likely to need medication for things like depression, high blood pressure, or even asthma than those who don't get out as much.
8: So when you say less likely to me, need medication, uh, are we talking about a significant amount or is it just a little bit?
9: No, big time. And this, there were about 7,000 study participants. Um, and for those who got outside in these green spaces, again, parks and things like that on the trails, um, for at least three to four times a week, they were about 33% less likely of needing medications for behavioral or mental health. Um, almost 40% less likely to need medications for blood pressure, and again, about 30% less likely for needing asthma medications. So it was pretty significant drops.
8: So other than lowering need for medication, any other key takeaways from this?
9: I mean, first of all, it's an affirmation that being close to nature, like we are here in the Treasure Valley, is is good for our health. Taking walks to parks, the Greenbelt, et cetera, really can not only reduce stress, but have other significant positive impacts on health, like things like blood pressure and asthma. But as always, you know, check with your doctor if you're thinking about altering either the way that you take medications or your exercise regimen. All
8: right, let's uh, talk about food for a minute, Uh, especially for those of us Idahoans who love potatoes. um, It's been an understatement recently that for the longest time, dietitians seem to kind of have it in for the Idaho potato. However, now it's sounding like potatoes might be something that we can start having again with a clear conscience.
9: Yeah, so so good for us, right? So there's new research actually um, from Louisiana State University, which quantifies that potatoes are in fact filled with key nutrients that can actually help us lose weight.
8: How can this be?
9: So when we tend to eat the same weight of food, you know, regardless of calorie content, we feel full. So by eating foods that are actually heavier in weight and lower in calories, you actually reduce the number of calories you consume overall. So people that eat potatoes, like we enjoy here in Idaho in particular, we tend to feel fuller and we feel fuller more quickly. And so we consume overall less calories. So it's kind of proof again of having a varied plant diet, uh, plant focused diet, and particularly the value of potatoes as part of that diet.
8: So potato chips and French fries for everybody, right?
9: (laughs) Not so fast,
8: my friend. I was afraid you were going to say that. Uh, thank you, doctor. That is the KBY Medical Moment brought to you by Regents Blue Shield of Idaho. Dr. Meltzer, thank you for joining us this morning here on News Talk KBOI.
9: My pleasure. Thank you.
6: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
1: 11 minutes after 7 o'clock, Mike Casper is on vacation in Cancun this week. I'm Rick Worthington filling in along with Chris Walton, as usual. We welcome you to a Tuesday program. A little cool outside. 34 out right
2: now here in Boise. He's really making Cancun seem like it's a fun place. I can't imagine why. <laughs> he uh, he
1: posted pictures on Facebook last night, uh, and somebody said, Hey, Rick Worthington's doing a really good job. Why don't you stay there another week? I was like, no, 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 no. Nobody needs that. Not now, not ever. So, yeah, Mike, don't do that. But he did post pictures with, uh, you know, smiling faces with uh, Mrs. Casper hmm. and smiling faces with some of the Casper kids.
2: And they were They're on the dark. golf course being, so, being so happy. So it's, it's, it's more than just uh, Mr. and Mrs. Then, that's, huh?
1: that's what it looked like. Yeah. That's what it looked like. I'm just... I'm not saying it is, I'm saying that's what it looked like.
2: Well, oh, I never thought about vacationing and taking other people with me. <laughs> well, some people do that. Yeah, I suppose some people do that.
1: Uh we will be uh taking your phone calls today at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless uh number to call one 800 529 That's how you get a hold of us here. A number of things that are moving forward in the Idaho legislature. Law enforcement cracking down uh, on aggressive driving this week. We'll be telling you about the Supreme Court prepare, preparing to hear arguments about the student loan forgiveness program. Majority folks, by the way, in favor of the program, but not by much. I mean, it's fifty-three percent of the population say Damn. they're in favor of it. That's not a huge majority, I don't, but I don't it know is a majority. If there's a I don't know vote that's attached to that poll. <laughs> But it seems like it's pretty close, so we could talk about that today. And there's a bill there that was introduced yesterday in the legislature's House State Affairs Committee where they're going to talk about drag performances. drag performances. That's what we're talking about. I just the find it interesting Idaho that legislature.
2: Drag performances fall under state affairs. Not not that I would know any other place they might fall. The Idaho Capitol Sun has a story available
1: about this today, and I will uh, read from the story just so you you, you know that I'm not making this uh, particular portion up. It says the Idaho Legislature House Senate Affairs Committee introducing a new bill that the author said would restrict minors from attending so-called sexual exhibitions, including drag shows, burlesque performances, erotic dancing, and strip teases, even with their parents'
2: consent. So, let's say that the the Broadway show Kinky Boots comes to town, which Mm -hmm. has drag performers in it. Would teenagers then not be allowed to go to that? Well, that's a great
1: question, Chris. Sexual exhibition involved in the program that you're speaking? See, last I checked, last I was told if you're under 18, you can't get into a erotic dancing place or a place where they're, you can't go to a stripper bar. Right. You can't go, you can't do that if you're underage. Under 21, in
2: fact. Is it under 21 in in Idaho? Well, I I think it is because... uh... Most of them, I believe, serve alcohol as well, which makes them bars, which makes them,
1: you know, uh, available I'll to tell you people in, twenty-one and over. In Nevada and in California, the rule was, if it was a bar, you had to be twenty-one. Mm-hmm. If it was not a bar, it was just a strip club where they 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 called them juice bars because you couldn't have alcohol there, so you could go. Get you a, could go in at eighteen. But as soon as they started serving alcohol, anybody who was not 21 and I So they have,
2: they have smoothies and dancing girls? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm I'm telling you I don't know because I never went.
2: Seems like okay. a combination. Is I'm saying? I was
1: a married man. I didn't ever go. But mm. here in Idaho, I haven't been to one either. So I guess I don't. I, I assumed that it was 18. Probably should have assumed it was 21 because of the bar factor. Point is. They're talking about it in the Idaho Legislature. Like that rule doesn't already exist. Oh, this has to do with public facilities. Well, we'll talk about discrimination coming up. I guess, we didn't even here. know there were any Just public strip clubs. Well, you know, I guess if it's a if if they're cross-dressing, it's got to be you know sexually explicit. I, I guess I don't know. All right. All right, Coach Leon Rice is getting his team ready for the uh, big game tonight against San Diego State. The Broncos thought they were going to have an opportunity to win the game tonight and maybe eke out another conference championship. Of course, the loss, that didn't happen. But Coach Rice talks a little bit about playing San Diego State.
5: You know, the the thing about their program and the thing, uh, you know, I think maybe... Hopefully there's similarities with ours is they have things they're hanging their hats on and their defense and their rebounding is, you know, why they've won so many championships and why they've been so consistent. And so I think it starts with that because if you can't answer the bell there, forget about everything else. San Diego state, only a two point
1: favorite coming into tonight's game at Boise state. The Broncos will be of course Better off than they were the first time they played. They'll be playing at home, number one. And they'll be playing with all their guys. That I mean, at least we think so. They were pretty banged up. Mark Shaver Jr. didn't play at all in the last game. And, of course, that's your quarterback. So, hoping we could get that win tonight. Because it would be a big one for the Broncos as they are trying to lock up a position as an at-large team, perhaps. If they don't win the Mount West Conference tournament, you know you you got to be an at-large team, and you got to have some, you know, some big games in there that you win from time to they're, time. They're twenty-two and seven, which is not bad. San Diego State but is ranked as the number eighteen team in the nation. Not a guarantee. Yeah, you win that game, you got a better chance of making the dance. KBUY news
0: time is seven eighteen. Time for the Morning Market Report.
6: Powered by CapEd Credit Union.
0: Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 7.25. Time for a look at what's
1: happening on Wall Street today. The futures down a touch, not by much. Jeremiah Bates joins us today to talk a little bit about what's happened with the market and a major retailer target following suit with Walmart. What's that all about?
10: Yeah, so we we saw this last week and the you have these major retailers like your Targets, your Walmart, your Home Depots. These are a bit of a bellwether for the underlying economy because it gives us some good insight into how the consumer is faring because we get these big big macroeconomic data reports in the form of retail sales spending in the form of inflation, but these corporate earnings can really give us an insight on where where are consumers cutting back and how are these larger corporations navigating increased costs and margin pressure. So yeah, Walmart they were their expect their earnings report was really right in line last week but i think the thing to pay most attention to was how they were viewing the short term they took a very cautious approach meaning they were not optimistic about where they saw the the consumer in the united states moving forward and how that transitions into profitability for that company cuz as we all know we're dealing with higher costs on a lot of items as well so are these companies so now you have target which is you know a, and in in a Good respect. I mean, pretty competitive with Walmart. Maybe not in the, in, in the sheer size, but I mean, they still get a lot of foot traffic. They I mean, did, I, how much time
1: could I waste wandering around Target? Don't even start oh, with my,
10: me. My wife loves Target. Right? We spend uh, there, there's too much money spent there, in my opinion. But I got you. They, I'm with you they on that. Did, they beat earnings expectations for the first time in a year, which is great. They didn't they didn't blow earnings out of the water, but again, they're following suit as with Walmart, as they're having a very conservative full year outlook, saying that. Consumers are getting rid of their, they're they're not getting rid of, but they're spending much less on discretionary items. But the benefit for Target, much like Walmart, is they have entry into the space of food, grocery, beverages, and things like that. So they're seeing the U.S. consumer focus more on spending on essentials and less spending on discretionary categories like electronics, home, and apparel. And that's why we saw Target really take an aggressive stance at the end of last year to really change their inventory stockpile to, catch, to capture this trend where consumers are spending. And I- boy, is it, this stock's been all over the place in pre-market trading. It was down over 2%. I think it was up almost 2% now. Now it's basically flat. But yeah, the, 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 for the, uh, I guess, total takeaway for these big retailers reporting earnings is they are taking a very cautious, less optimistic look for a U.S. consumer moving forward into this year. You know,
1: once upon a time when we were really tight on cash, my wife and I, you know, usually you go out and you have a date night. You go to a movie, you go have dinner, you go do something together. And to try and cut back on... Some of the money that was going out, it's like, well, you know, we'll make date night. We'll go to the grocery store. And then once we did date night to Target just to go, you know, do something together. And that was the most expensive date we ever went on. <laughs> oh, that yeah. not happening ever again. Right. You feel tried me, right?
10: Do, I try to do the pre the pre shopping online first. So you just go there, get it and leave. Versus, That's not uh, a pre- date. Re- That's no. not a date at all. <laughs> Never said it was, but it keeps money in the pocketbook.
1: of <laughs> boy. All right. We'll talk to you again later in about a ha- uh, about an hour. We'll get the market report from you. Thanks, buddy. We'll see you tomorrow. Nice, Thanks, Okay. KBOI news time is
0: 728.
6: Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741 in
1: News Talk KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today. Mike will be back next week after golfing. Probably 36 holes a day in Cancun all week long. Good for him. Chris Walton's here, though. Got to be excited about that. Nathaniel's here running the phones for us. And you're welcome to call in any time at 208-336-3700 if there's something you would like to talk about. We will be, as I mentioned, talking about discrimination at some point today. We're going to talk about that for a very specific reason. It's because yesterday... The House State Affairs Committee introduced a new bill that the authors say would restrict minors from attending so-called sexual exhibitions, including drag shows, but also burlesque performances, erotic dancing, and stripteases, even when their parents say it's okay to go. Now, I think the question you have to ask yourself is, if somebody is cross-dressing, if it is a drag show, where a man is wearing a woman's clothing, is that a sexual exhibition? So I'm asking, is thats is that a sexual exhibition? It doesn't seem
2: like it's necessarily sexual. It doesn't sexual. seem
1: the least bit sexual. It just is a dude dressing up in a dress. Like Milton Berle. Yeah, like Monty Python. Saw a lot of that. The Bill is, uh, you know, I'll put it to you like this. There There are those that say that this could be a violation of the First Amendment, which is guaranteed under the Bill of Rights. The bill would require performers, promoters, and participants of live shows of performances to take reasonable steps to restrict the access of minors if the live show involved sexual conduct and if organizers and performers had reason to believe minors were likely to be present now i i don't i don't really get it because why do we need to legislate this that this is not happening right now we haven't got some by the way this is all on public land too i have to put that out there i mean if this was happening at a at a private place it you you wouldn't allow that anyway. Miners would not oh, be allowed there.
2: Okay. Um, but now
1: you can't do this on on
2: public okay, land, you, which okay, can, you, I don't get you, it. Does that mean you can't do it in public? In other words, uh, in any place where the public is allowed to go? Correct. So not just publicly owned land. Pass. This
1: is the part that gets me. Passing right. the bill would give a minor who is exposed to such shows or their accompanying parent the standing to sue and collect $10,000 for each violation of the bill. It would also be considered a misuse of public funds to stage any such performances at public facilities or parks. Well, we know what this is targeted at. This is everything to do with Boise Pride having a drag show that, by the way, got canceled because of a phone call. Governor tells... Department of Health and Welfare, we're going to pull our backing of Boise Pride. We're not, after this this drag show, it's going to have kids in it. We're not going to sponsor that. Pull your sponsorship. So, Idaho Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Dorothy Moon gets wind of this. Makes a phone call. Starts talking to uh, sponsors. They're starting to pull and that's all it took. Why are we talking about this in the legislature things that aren't even happening here well we better better make a law I don't I don't understand why something like this has to go and we're wasting time discussing things like this when Senator C Scott Groh has a property tax bill, That looks like it could do some real help for all kinds of folks here in Idaho, and he can't get a hearing?
2: Generally, the uh, state legislature, when when they start out, they start out with some of the smaller bills and maybe less consequential bills. uh, And and they pass a few of those, I think, just to get going. And then the really, really important things, they uh, table until the next year.
1: Well, the bill was written by representatives of the Idaho Family Policy Center. It's a conservative Christian research and policy organization. And then this bill sponsored by Senator Ben Toes of Coeur d'Alene. Taves. Is it Taves? Yeah. It's T-E-O-W-S? T-O-E-W-S, but it's Taves. It's a little bit German. Chris Walton is smart. We do have a caller. I'm anxious to hear what he has to say. Isaac? Thank you very much for calling, Isaac. I appreciate your call today. What can we do for you?
11: Oh, certainly. Did I win the tickets to the Boise State game tonight? No, no!
1: that would be great, I, wouldn't I, it? I almost
11: mean to beat you guys over the head with some logic and reason here. And it's sad that I have to do it. I've called into your show a number of times. I'm a Boise resident for and raised around Well, here. give it to
1: me, man. Tell me what I'm wrong about. I certainly will. let's go ahead and start with the fact
11: that men dressing as women is a sexual experience. Men are a sex, female is a sex. Would you start with that at least? Could we agree on that at least? The sex of a male is a male. The sex of a female with genitalia is a female is a female.
1: We're not talking about genitalia. We're talking about clothing.
11: We are. Well, we're genitalia is involved in sex.
1: Yeah, I'm not following you, man. I'm not
11: going to go ahead and pause too long. I'm going to go ahead and keep going.
1: Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep on coming, Isaac. I was Isaac. ready
11: to jump in there where there were children that were exposed to being in a drag show, regardless if their parents wanted it or not, in front of my city. At a parade, I suppose, of whether or not adults were going to be bidding on these children or not, I don't know. But, but I was prepared to jump up on stage with a couple of coats and protect these children from the adults that were supposedly supposed to be watching after them. I see. I'm a little bit enraged about that situation, and I'm glad, of course.
1: Well, Isaac, you, I, I as I'm the aware, the show and didn't happen. Their support. Go ahead and speak. Did did the show happen? Because I was told that the show was pulled, it, that they didn't run it. You were told that the show was pulled. All right, me too. All right, so let's move on. Did it happen? Let's move on. Did you know? Why don't you know? You're a news guy. I'm telling you, they said the show was pulled canceled they
11: said that the show was canceled fine good it was prepared to move forward
1: so you didn't see anything you were... weren't prepared to jump on stage you're saying you were prepared if they did the show but they didn't because somebody made a phone call so why do we need to legislate it for our children in this city in this state to protect them from things that
11: are prurient and that are beyond their understanding a sexual nature of an adult is one thing to be parading that around in front of our children is disgusting, abhorrent, and beyond my comprehension. I can agree I with you that definitely. you
0: feel
1: that way, but what I don't understand is why we you need can to legislate. Agree
11: that I feel that way.
1: Yeah, I'm not done with this
11: conversation. I'll keep talking if you don't mind. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you this hang on a sec show. so I
1: can give you a chance to? Because we Thank have to you. take a break, Thank but you. I'll put you on You're hold fine. and I'll give you a chance to do that. Right. Hang on, Isaac. But all right, I appreciate you.
0: KBY News time is seven forty nine.
6: Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.54
1: right now. I've only got two minutes, but I promised Isaac that I'm going to give him a chance to make a point here. Isaac, thanks for hanging on with us. True to my word, we're going to be nice to each other though, right? Amen. All right, cool. I can do that. So I, I, I think this is about... The, the point we're trying to make is, how is this sexually explicit? And, and I want to I want to give you an opportunity to make your point, so I'll let you roll.
11: Well, I'll do it. Um, so a very large proportion of men that dress in women's clothing are doing it for sexual reasons. Oh. I'll continue, by say, I'll continue by saying that adults doing sexual acts in front of children should be illegal, at least. You can ask me anything you want.
1: Okay, I'll follow along with that, and I don't disagree with that. But I think if we're just talking about a drag show, I don't even want—I I don't want my kids to go, and I wouldn't take them to such a show.
11: Nor would you dress them in women's clothing. I wouldn't. Operate right around in front of adults that are ready to them.
1: I—I wouldn't do that. No, would you? But I don't know that them. you need to legislate such a thing either but and by sure. the way isaac i I, I appreciate wait, you hanging wait, on and wait. making your point for us and i'm gonna let you go on that because i gotta take a break but thank you so much no, and we'll take your guys's calls as well at 208-336-3700 it is 756
6: Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa. Enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa. Open 670 KBOI.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 757 here at News Talk KBOI. We have a damn near
1: impossible question coming up, and Chris Walton has that for us. I do. It is.
2: Uh... Brought to you this morning by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network for all your real estate needs. Call 208-888-4128. Something happened for the very first time on February 28th, 1940. It happened at Madison Square Garden in New York City, and relatively few people actually knew about it. What happened? All right. Plan for a $50 gift certificate to the Peep today. Don't call yet. We're going to ask you the nope. question again nope. between that's right. 8-15 and eight twenty. 20 And we've been talking about uh, this uh, bill that's
1: going through that would ban drag performances on public land, he, but it's also meant to apply to
2: some other things as he, well. Yeah, uh, a few points that... Uh, Isaac? Yeah. I, I, they kind of brought up some questions with me. Like, he indicated that male is a sex and female is a sex. Therefore, something males and females do together is sexual. That's not really how I would characterize it. Uh, He said that, uh, his words, he wouldn't stand for something happening in my city. Well, it's other people's city, too, and I say good luck getting everything you want, but the the rest of us don't. He also indicated that what I, as a parent, allow my own child to do is apparently naturally some of his business.
1: Well, I... I want to thank Isaac for calling because I think it's important that if I'm going to rip on something, that we give an opportunity for somebody else to to say something different about it. A different opinion is always welcome here on this program. This is true. How about a big basketball game tonight? Two tickets to go see Boise State on Senior Night. Hopefully, beat the snot out of San Diego State. I would like that very much.
2: Chris, I've, I've seen your tickets for
1: Senior Night. <laughs> What caller are we taking? Six. Let's do it right now. 208-336-3700. Caller 6, 208-336-3700. Ben
0: Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's 8.07. We do have a phone line open for you if you'd like to call in. 208-336-3700
1: or pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Discussing specifically about whether you should or should not be talking about a bill running through the Idaho legislature right now that would you know ban drag performances in public venues. Now the key here is sexually explicit. Is a drag show the same as a striptease? Is it sexually explicit? a man dressing as a woman, I I get that it's not for everybody. And believe me, I'm not saying that it's for me. I'm saying that I don't know that it's sexually explicit to have a person who is dressing in drag. It's not the same to me as a striptease. Not the same. But that's essentially what the bill is saying, that if you're on public land and you're doing something that is sexually explicit, whether it's a
2: sexually explicit striptease, or a... Or or a drag show, you can't do it. The idea of one of them is to dress up, and the other one is to get undressed. That's that's kind of where I'm at on that. So they're almost the opposite, really. What would you call
1: the thing that the guy would wear if he was if he would you know? It looks like a skirt. It goes just around the knees. I mean, yeah, those are kilts. Can you wear a kilt? Oh, we got we gotta ban all the all the Scottish shows.
2: Can't do that. You have, to, you have to speak with a Scottish accent if you want to wear a kilt. <laughs> Money pinnacle. Not going to do it. <laughs> Shaking so I.
1: So I'm just saying that why do we have to legislate this? Somebody made a phone call, sponsors pulled, and they canceled the show. It didn't happen. Saying if you can make a phone call and make it go away, you don't need to legislate this. And that's exactly what happened. Nevertheless, here we are. Paul, I really thank you for waiting as long as you did. Thank you for joining us on KBOI today. Hi, Paul, are you there? We had Paul on hold for a long time. Uh, Nathaniel, have we got him up on the board? Yeah, well, okay. Sorry we lost you there, Paul. I was looking forward to hearing from you. Boise Pride says a bill that would ban public drag performances would likely be a violation of free speech. They also say that when you're talking about a drag performance, you're talking about an empowering expression of identity. And anybody who doesn't want to see it doesn't have to go. Is it sexually explicit, though? And therein lies...
2: yeah part of and, our problem and, today well, and, and what they want is is for kids not to be able to go and i understand that totally get that if
1: it's sexually explicit and therein lies part of our problem i'm sorry i thought i had somebody that was on hold here we still got him all right nathaniel's talking it through now the the hearing yesterday was would it was just a print it was an introductory hearing And no public testimony has been done here yet. But it does clear a way for a return to the House State Affairs Committee for a full hearing. Let's go with Sally. Sally, thanks very much for calling on KBOI today. How are you?
12: I'm doing great, thanks. How about you?
1: I'm well. I'm sorry. I thought that you were on with us a minute ago, and I I tried to go to you, but I think Nathaniel had you there. So we're good. How are you, Sally? Um, I'm glad you're with us.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm here. Um, You know, I... I think if you look at the bill, it's specifically they don't want it in public because of the children. And that's neither here nor there, in my opinion. I think if it's going to be public and there are acts that take place that are not acceptable while it's there in front of the children, that we need an even playing field. In other words, if the police, if somebody calls the police and says, hey, he's got our daughter pitting his Pecker, then we need to be able to allow the police to arrest him for sexual and lewd misconduct with a child. But the problem is is as soon as the police come in they start screaming discrimination, discrimination. So that is I think what has led to needing some kind of a policy. I think I'd rather see no policy But I also would like to see an even playing field so that if parents see things and film things on their phones, like what I've seen from some of the gay pride things, that they are able to have recourse without screaming, oh, you're discriminating against me because I'm trans. Okay, I have no problem if somebody wants to be trans, but don't scream discrimination when you sexually assault a child.
1: Okay, I can totally understand that. Let me ask you just a quick question, Sally, and I, I'm not arguing. I'm asking, have you yeah, seen no any indication that anybody has been sexually assaulted at any of the pride shows?
12: I don't go to the pride shows. So all I have is secondhand information. I all I know is I saw a photo that supposedly came from one. I can't verify if it did. Oh, or okay.
11: Didn't. okay.
12: But, but if indeed it did. If indeed what I saw happened, then we do need to have recourse for parents. Well, that's called sexual assault.
1: You know that that's it's I mean, that's already against the law, <laughs> right?
12: It's already against the law. But what I have seen, I did see in a library at a story time. I did see a man who had nothing under his skirt with red eagle uh, and there were children sitting on yeah, the floor yeah that's not
1: appropriate that's not appropriate no, anywhere
12: right. no it's not but when when parents made, when we made a comment about it and said we didn't want him there anymore then he screamed discrimination or sure. she or whatever well yeah
1: and exposing so yourself in public say, is yeah. also against the law and you can get arrested in a public library doing that
12: but if you start yelling You're discriminating because I'm trans. It becomes a whole different playing field. Trust me.
1: Right. I I totally get it. And Sally, thank you very much for the phone call today. I appreciate you waiting. Thanks so much. Same rule applies, though, when it comes to exposing yourself in public. Yes. And, And therein lies part of my problem with this. I am not endorsing kids being at a drag show. I wouldn't want my children there, and I wouldn't take them there. But at the same time, somebody that's exposing themselves, that's already against the law. We don't need to legislate that again. That's a waste of time. If somebody is sexually assaulting a child at a
2: show, that's against the law already. We don't need a bill that says things that are against the law should be against the law. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, that's part of what I'm saying. I'm also saying that if you just say,
1: well, we're we're never having drag shows, that's discriminatory. Right? Look, discrimination is a big word. But if you say, look, we won't allow black people to have a Black History Month, anything on public land, that's discriminatory. The same as if you tell somebody who's trans, you can't hold a drag show on a public square. Now, if it's sexually explicit, that's a different story. But if there isn't anything going on except an expression of who they are, then you'd be discriminating against them. But things that are against the law are still against the law. It doesn't change. That is a true statement. We have to take a break. By the way, Bob will be in here at the bottom of the hour for Bronco Tuesday. I think we're talking some volleyball today, so stand by for that. But if you'd like to talk about this subject, we'd love to hear from you at 208-336-3700. It won't go away. We'll continue to take your calls. KBY time
0: is 816.
6: Listen to KBOI online. Go to kboi.com and click the Listen Live button.
0: Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
1: $50 gift card on the line to La Peep today for a damn near impossible question. Once again, it is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Opening doors to the world from Idaho. Call today, 208-888-4128.
2: Chris, give us our question one more time so people that didn't hear it know what we're doing. All right. Something happened for the very first time on February 28th, 1940. It happened at Madison Square Garden in New York City, and relatively few people knew very much about it. What happened? Is
1: that Mary online one? That's who it is? Mary with an I? Hi, Mary. Thanks for calling us this morning on KBOI. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Thank you very much. Do you have an answer for us?
12: Well, I think so. The first college basketball game was broadcast on TV.
2: That is exactly correct. It was the first time a basketball game was ever televised, and relatively few people knew about it because there were fewer than 1,000 TVs at that time.
13: Mary! I don't think we had... You're a winner! I don't think we had... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I don't think we had a TV till like fifty five. Yeah, so. <laughs> most of the people out most of the
2: people I've talked to in this area didn't have one until about nineteen fifty five. I remember my grandpa
1: telling me that he was one of the first people in his in his city <laughs> yeah. to get a TV,
2: and it was specifically
1: so he could watch my, sporting events.
2: My grand my grandmother and my dad went downtown to get my uh, grandpa one so he could watch the World Series. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Nice. That was the. First time the Brooklyn Dodgers ever won the World Series.
1: Well, Mary, we appreciate the call. We appreciate you getting the correct answer today and enjoy that $50 gift card to LaPee. We'll take a break. We've got news at the bottom of the hour. It is Bronco Tuesday, and that will allow Bob Beeler to come in here. I think we're talking volleyball today, so stand by. We'll do that when we come back. KBY time is 827.
6: This is Bronco Tuesday. Where we discuss the Olympic sports at Boise State. Now, here's Mike Casper, Chris Walton, and the voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler, on your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk, KBOI.
2: And it's Bronco Tuesday.
4: Yes, it is. Chris and- Walton and me, Bob Beeler, are going to talk some beach volleyball, and we're pleased to welcome Alex Bernardos to our program. First, we'll visit with Emily. Gara Acuna, second, one of the student-athletes on the team. Alex is an assistant coach with the program but is taking over right now because head coach Allison Voigt is on maternity leave. Alex, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Well, Why don't you tell us a little bit about, I think, the biggest newsworthy item for your team. You guys have been playing for several seasons now. is the fact that you're finally in a conference. You're in the Southland Conference. So what does that mean uh, to the program, and who are some of the teams that are in this league?
14: Yeah, it's it's huge. So our NCAA tournament just expanded to 16 teams. It was at eight, so it's pretty small. Being in the conference uh, allows us to have a chance at a bid, an auto bid to the tournament, um, which before hadn't been an option when we were independent. So that in and of itself, pretty big news. Um, I'd say the big dogs in our conference right now are Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. They won it last year. Uh, Houston Christian University, formerly Houston Baptist, who won it the year prior, um, and then some other schools, New Orleans, Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, they've been doing some work in the conference as well, and then some other regional programs as well. San lot, Jose State. Sorry.
2: A lot I'm of those are places that actually have beaches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, how exactly does the uh, how exactly does the meet work? It's it's a little bit like tennis, isn't it? That it's. It's two-on-two, uh, two and like you have your number one team, two-team, and so on?
14: Yeah, so they will have five pairs playing against another school in what they call a duel, and then the duel is determined by the best three out of five pairs that win. Um, so for our mid-season event, that's all there is for the conference, really. We do kind of a round-robin of all those schools, and then we have a postseason double elimination tournament, so not your typical home-and-away schedule.
4: This is a relatively new team to Boise State, and you've been with the program, I believe it's now four seasons. How have you seen the program get better, attract better uh, recruits, better talent, compete better against you guys have played some Pac-12 teams and have beaten them? So where has the program gone in the last few years?
14: Yeah, I think um, when my position was added, that was a big move as we finally had a fully separate staff. Um, when Allison was hired, we were still sharing some indoor players, uh, and we were still sharing a second assistant with the indoor program. But um, getting my position at it allowed for, you know, that much more attention to go towards the student athletes. And we were able to field now a team fully comprised of beach only athletes.
2: I think I think, yeah, I think a lot of people believe that, uh, you know, the volleyball players that play like in the fall and winter, that they just, you know, transition to a beach volleyball. But they're, they're different sports, aren't they?
14: They are, yeah. There is some crossover, but uh, to really be excellent, uh, you do need to specialize. All
4: right. So let let's say you're, you're you're looking at a at a player that you know has played traditional indoor volleyball in high school. Do most of those players have they had beach experience, or are you looking for certain things, maybe that make a beach player different than an indoor player?
14: Um, I'd say nowadays, a lot of them have probably dabbled some in the sand, um, but Those who are trying to go play collegiate beach have now reached the point where they can specialize and play just beach as a junior. So um, we're looking more at those players, I would say. Uh, Every now and then kids still do indoor high school volleyball um, for juniors, and that's mostly a time to spend with their their friends and coaches who they've known for a while. But during the rest of the year, the kids that we're recruiting have been um, training and competing solely in the sand.
4: You play in the sand, that's got to be different than playing on basically what is like a basketball floor. And then you only have two on a side versus being able to work it with six. So there, are there certain skills that you need more to be able to play on the beach?
14: Uh, well, you're forced to touch the ball. So ball control is the general term, but, you know, your first and second contacts, passing and setting are really crucial um, A lot of that comes with kind of some spatial awareness and some foot speed and balance in the sand. And that differs a lot from indoors, but you know, if if you can comfortably control the ball off your platform and off your hands, then uh, that's usually what sets those players apart.
2: You obviously have to be pretty mobile because it it seems like I've seen a lot of them sprawl out, you know, with a dig. And then Mm -hmm. a second later they've got to be spiking.
14: Yep. Yep. There's, there's no hiding either. You know, that's another piece of it. If you get, served or you get the dig then you are the person going up to hit the ball so uh, you can't avoid it you got to embrace it
4: <laughs> we're busy with Alex Venardos talking beach volleyball today Alex I know you guys usually host at least one tournament during the season so maybe give us an idea of what's going to take place on campus for your team this spring
14: yes sir uh so March 31st and April 1st to a Friday and a Saturday um we're hosting University of Utah University of Oregon and Arizona Christian University um, will be playing University of Utah uh, once each day. And then the other schools will play Oregon on Friday and Arizona Christian on Saturday. Um, and in between those matches, there will be a bunch of neutral ones where the other teams will play each other as well.
4: And so finally, Alex, an
14: all- go ahead. Well, I just said it was pretty much an all-day event, mm-hmm. Friday and Saturday.
4: Excellent. I've been out there. It's fun. To take a lawn chair. Sit on the, on the side and watch and hope you get very nice weather. It makes it even a better experience. As we finish, give us an idea of a couple of uh, the top players for you this year.
14: Yeah. Um, so this past weekend, uh, Sierra Land, a junior, and Madison Nichols, uh, sophomore, have been playing at the ones pair. They went 3-1 this past weekend, um, and they held down that top spot pretty well. Um, I'd say at the twos pair, Lily Paddock is a freshman who's coming to her own and plays with a lot of uh, fire and positivity. Her partner, Kaylee Mejia is a junior and uh, she's as experienced as they come as well.
4: And we're going to be visiting with Emily Guerra Acuna. Maybe tell us a little bit about her. She's our guest coming up next.
14: Yeah. Uh, She's a sophomore. And last year she was an anchor for us. Um, She played at the fours and the five spot, primarily Uh, and in beach volleyball that's just as important so uh, she came in really clutch a number of times and plays like a veteran already just her sophomore year
4: i will be visiting with amelia next alex thanks so much for visiting with us this morning have a good weekend and we look forward to seeing you at the end of the march play here
14: thank you very much take care
4: and that was alex venardos who is i guess the acting head coach Mm -hmm. well allison void is on maternity leave we'll be back to talk more beach volleyball it's bronco tuesday on kboi
6: now back to bronco tuesday on your flagship for the broncos news talk kboi
4: beach volleyball is the sport of the day bob beeler along with chris walton on bronco tuesday amelia guerra acuna joins us she is a sophomore from san antonio texas amelia thanks for joining us this morning
15: Hi, thank you for having me.
4: Why don't you first off tell us how you got into beach volleyball. Did you play it in high school in San Antonio or were you a indoor player that switched over later?
15: So Yeah, I started playing indoor probably around 6th grade, around 12 years old. And then I got introduced to beach volleyball around 8th grade. And then that's when I decided to make the switch to quit um, indoor volleyball and the club style and transition to full beach
4: so, what do you like better about beach or what maybe suits your game to make you decide that this is the part of the sport of volleyball that's for you?
15: I think one really big thing was touching the ball every play in um indoor, I was a very small five six outside hitter, and realistically um, in indoor, you won't make it far five six so um, coming out to the sand, I was able to really be involved in every touch and every play and become a big, strong hitter in either shot work and things like that.
2: Now, I understand that uh, when you were playing indoor volleyball in high school, there was a coach that told you that you needed to stop playing with beach tendencies. What are beach tendencies?
15: Correct. So in beach, whenever you set the ball, you tend to hold it a little bit longer. And in indoor, the pace is a lot quicker. And then even as a hitter, you know, I'd go up and pokey the ball, which is in beach, you can't open hand tip, so you have to pokey, which is kind of like hitting it with your knuckles. And I would do that in the in the, in, in indoor. And my indoor coach didn't really love it.
4: <laughs> now, I understand you have had a partner, and again, it's a, a sport with with two on an individual team. You and Joey Benson have played together, it says, for just about ever. So does that mean she came with you or you came with her from from San Antonio? And what is it like having a partner that you've played so much with?
15: Yeah, so Joey's actually our fifth-year senior. She's the only senior this year on our team. Um, she came from New Mexico when their program got cut. She's been here for a while, and I started playing with her last year, my freshman year, and we've just carried on into this year. And I think a really big thing in beach volleyball is finding good chemistry with a partner. And I think when you find that chemistry, it's just, it's hard to find and it's really, really good. So I think Joey and I have been able to um, really communicate really well and just create a bond that can be hard to find between partners. And we've just really excelled.
2: How do you personally feel about uh, uh, the Boise State team joining a conference?
15: I am very, very excited. So from being from Texas, um, we get to go to Houston and Corpus for a midseason conference tournament and our end of season conference tournament. And I'm super excited because I'll have big fan base, lots of family coming down and supporting me.
4: How do you think you've improved the most? This is your second year with the program. You're a sophomore. So how do you think you're better now than you were last year?
15: I think I've stepped up a lot in a leadership role, not necessarily, um, you know, going out there, talking to people a lot, but leading by example. I think I've done a great job in the weight room, conditioning, you know, things like that outside of volleyball that's just bringing good energy, uh, communicating, just things like that that help lead the team into bigger steps.
2: One of the things that they told us about you personally is that you're a a massive movie and TV show fan. What kind of things do you like?
15: Correct. So one thing that I've been watching recently is a new show on HBO Max called The Last of Us um, based off the video game. Um, I've just been loving that. I am a, I like to say a Marvel nerd. I enjoy all the Marvel movies. Um, I Yeah. If you find me at home, I'm more than likely Watching the latest show or rewatching my favorite movies.
4: Amelia, what else do we want to know about you? What are you majoring in, and what else do you like to do besides watch movies?
15: So, I'm majoring in a general health studies major and minoring in psychology. I'm later on looking forward to getting my master's in speech language pathology and continuing, you know, working in the health field, hopefully, like my mom's side of the family has been involved with for a really long time and besides that in movies um i think i'm a really big family family person i have a little sister who's also wanting to play beach volleyball at the collegiate level and i think one of my biggest enjoyments in life is kind of watching her and doing whatever i can to carve the path for her
4: she close enough in age you could play with her
15: I could. So we. she's a freshman, 15 years old, but there's women's tournaments that we can both play in together.
4: That's outstanding. Amelia, thanks so much for visiting with us. All the best the rest of the season.
15: Thank you so much.
6: Have a great day.
4: You too. And that is Amelia Guerra-Acuna. We'll be back with more of Bronco Tuesday after this on KBOI.
6: Now, back to Bronco Tuesday on your flagship for the Broncos, News Talk KBOI.
4: Big basketball game tonight. You can hear it on ninety three one FM. That's Boise State men taking on San Diego State, nationally ranked. Broncos haven't beaten a nationally ranked opponent since fifteen. Women's team tonight will be at
2: Colorado State. Both uh, broadcast start at six thirty. That game can be heard on six seventy AM. We mentioned yesterday too. It's kind of a rarity uh, for a top twenty five team. You know, even if if they're a conference member, to come into uh, it, into yeah. Boise to play. Yeah, you so gotta, this, this will, you got to hit the right week because exactly. somebody's
4: ranked. <laughs> and then maybe if Boise State beats them, maybe next week they won't be ranked. Yeah, exactly. So, no, we're looking forward to that game. Boise State needs it for NCAA tournament uh, resume. And uh, Boise State uh, still with an outside chance to share the championship with San Diego State, probably unlikely because they would have to win this game, win the last game at Utah State, which is definitely possible, but San Diego State would have to lose to Wyoming. 6.30, again, the start of the game tonight. That's Bronco Tuesday. I'm
0: Bob Beeler. Thanks to Chris Walton.
6: Live home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
1: It is 9.05. Good morning. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today, who is vacationing in the lovely spot known as Cancun. For the next several days, be back next week.
2: Chris Walton is right over there. Hi there. Only place I've ever been in Mexico is Tijuana. Been to Tijuana. I went to,
1: I've been a couple of places in Mexico. It's been a long time since I've been to Mexico, though. But
2: I've never been to, you know, like Cabo or one of those places. I did go to Europe a couple years ago. This is true. Went for two weeks. I recall.
1: Toured around that place a little bit. Had a nice time doing that, but I have not been to Cancun. But I would like to. I would like to right now. got Casper, if you want to come back, I'll take your spot.
2: I got a ride to work every morning that uh, two <laughs> weeks because Debbie was doing the news. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I remember.
1: Okay, we're on the same page now. We have uh, been discussing a number of things today. One of the things we have been talking about is a bill that was going through the Idaho legislature yesterday, talking about minors attending drag shows. And not just drag shows, but burlesque shows, strip shows. If passed into law, the Idaho Capital Sun reports legislation would also prevent these types of shows and other from being held at public facilities or using public access or assets. Excuse me.
2: Public public facilities. They probably mean like, for instance, city streets. You know, if, if you're setting something sure. up. Yeah. Sure.
1: Well and, and that was part of the argument that we saw uh last year when during Boise Pride there was a a drag show that was being put on. It was it was happening near the Capitol, public park. Now I'll I'll tell you what I what I think I know about it, and I'm saying only what I think I know because it's just what I've been told. I didn't go, I don't know a ton about it. What I was told is the drag show that they were doing was meant for adults and for children, and that there were a couple of kids that were set to dress in drag and be on stage at some point. Now, the manner in which they were dressed, I'm not sure. The men who were dressing for the show... Their manner of dress, I, I'm not sure. It's a. We know what it is. What I don't know is what else was going on if there was something else going on. It's been suggested on this program this morning that there was something very sexually explicit that was going on during the program. I'm contending that a man dressing up in drag is not sexually explicit but there could be something else going on that would be. I don't know that part. So we're taking your calls on that this morning at 208-336-3700. I've also said during this show today that it is an absolute waste of time for guys at the state house to be talking about this. There is no reason to legislate something that is already illegal. You don't need to talk about it. Or at least it shouldn't be a priority. There are lots of things that are bigger priorities right now. Why do you need to do this? Okay. Opponents of the bill have previously argued that legislation prohibiting public drag shows or other forms of expression could represent a violation of the First Amendment rights that are guaranteed under the Bill of Rights. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're talking about discrimination. You can't just ban a drag show because that's discriminatory. You can enforce the law if there is something that they're doing that's sexually explicit in nature that shouldn't be happening in public. You can absolutely enforce the law. I mean, you can ban it, but it'll probably go to court. That's what I'm saying. And that's, that's really the argument that I have against doing any type of legislation. Look, it's like this. When this came up last year, the governor said we shouldn't be sponsoring a show where kids are dressing in drag. It's a bad look for Idaho. We don't need to be represented by this. He made a phone call. Department of Health and Welfare, who was a sponsor of the show. So we're pulling our backing for this. Make it happen. The director made it happen. Who got wind of it? Well, the Idaho Republican Party. Dorothy Moon, who is in charge of the Idaho Republican Party, made a couple of phone calls to sponsors who then decided, yeah, we don't want to be a part of that, and started pulling their sponsorship. And the result was, after a couple of phone calls,
2: that show went away. She was not alone in wondering why a State Department was sponsoring it. Now, I th- and I think there are certain people who didn't necessarily want to ban it, or anything like that, but they did not think that a a State Department should be sponsoring. Sure. Well, pretty much anything, actually.
1: I'm contending that this particular bill is a big waste of time. There are so many other things that we should be talking about at the State House. Why are we talking about something that
2: we don't need to legislate? I got uh, an instant message here. It's not signed, but it says, are our property taxes lowered? After that, I don't care what they do. And that's kind of what you were saying, is that after that, you don't care what they do, but get that done first. Well, I I had said that from the beginning of this session. I hope that they had their
1: ducks in line enough that at the beginning of the session, they would take care of the things that are the most important. Well, we're well past the halfway point of this session now. I mean, they'd like to get done by the end of March. So we're essentially two months in now, yeah. and we still don't have property tax relief. And they're still not going to lower the grocery tax.
2: Well, and, uh, Or get rid of it. I don't mean to speak for the legislature, but they rarely uh, agree on what is and what isn't most important. Sure. Sure. they have a lot of views about that sort of thing. I
1: think though that if you polled 100 people right now, what's the most important thing? Property tax comes out number 1 out of damn near everyone. Legislators know what is the top priority. I think they know. I ask them all. They know. It's the only thing everybody else is talking about. It's the only it's just like the instant message you just read. Yeah. After they do this, I don't really care what they do, but you got to do that.
2: But again, he said after.
1: So why are we why are we going after drag shows? There is no reason to do this. A phone call takes care of it. You don't
2: need you don't need a committee. Guys, Corey has written in and apparently is uh, asking about your statement that we don't uh, need to make laws uh, that we already have on the books. And he says, ask Rick if we should have hate crime law when we already have laws against violence, murder, and discrimination. That, think, that is a debated question. It sure, has been for a long time. Sure. I think I understand the point he's making, though.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm all right with that. But here we are. Talking about, well, it it just, the feel of it is the big D word. Discriminatory, not the other big D word. (laughs) Quit laughing. Quit laughing. Dallas is a, never mind. Well, the bill describes sexual conduct as acts, whether actual or simulated intercourse, physical contact with the person's unclothed. Genitals. okay yeah that's 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 a sex act. I get it. Sexually explicit descriptions such as acts, sexually provocative dances or gestures is also described as sexual conduct. So I, I haven't I haven't been to a drag show so I don't know that that's what that is. If it's just a man dressed in drag, that doesn't seem sexually explicit. But we did have somebody call this program and say, the problem is that when you're at a drag show, the the people that are there for the most part are there for sexual gratification. That was the argument that was made. That's not my words. That that was his. It was Isaac? Isaac that called earlier today and said that.
2: Jacob, Abraham. It was one of those guys. Yeah, one of
1: the other. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to give you a full look at what the arguments are around this. I just don't think we need legislators bringing out something. Look, let, let's just assume for a moment the bill passes. They talk about it. They roll it up the flagpole. Becomes law. It's going to get fought. It's going to court. Because it comes off as discriminatory. You don't want to pass things that you know are going to court. It doesn't work like that. It just cost more money. Yeah. It's something that a phone call would take care of. You don't need to do this. All right. Let's give away some tickets to Boise State basketball. Tonight, the Broncos are taking on San Diego State. It's senior night, and we have two pairs of tickets to give away. I'm going to give away one pair right now. Take caller six, the number to call two oh eight three three six thirty seven hundred. 208 336 caller 6 Pair of tickets to tonight's game. KBOI News
0: Time is 916.
6: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's
1: 920. Glad you're here with us on News Talk KBOI. Again, Rick Worthington and for Mike Casper today. Congratulations to Justin Goff. Picked up those tickets to go see Boise State tonight. Take on San Diego State. By the way, those are courtesy of Cloverdale Plumbing, if I'm not mistaken. Thank you very much. We'll have another set of tickets to give away before the day is out. So you're listening this hour, keep listening this hour. We'll give you a chance to win again. But Justin got those last tickets.
2: Congrats. Mary has written in and says, I agree with Rick. Boy, how how often does that happen? Not often. How many legislations are the the legislators going to focus on this year that are anti-people and someone's freedom? And how much time wasted to make laws that are unnecessary and set Idaho apart as a discriminatory, white, puritanistic state, a repeat of last year? It's ridiculous. It's Christian legislators trying to legislate morality. Thanks for the help getting my heart rate up today. Well, happy to do that. Well, it was
1: a Christian right organization that helped write the bill and put it forward. It was. Not making that up. It is a Christian right organization. Not a Christian organization. It's a Christian right organization.
2: Is this opposed to a Christian wrong organization?
1: Well, I mean, it depends how you look at it, I guess.
2: I'm not here to pick
1: fights with, with with the Christian right. I'm just saying that you put forward a bill that is discriminatory. And if the bill gets a hearing and then passes, well, guess what? We're going to have to pay for it to go to court. And we don't need to do any of that. A phone call took care of the problem. And Christian Wright knows that all they got to do is pick up the phone and call Dorothy moon. She's going to take care of that problem for you. (laughs) She does tend to do that. She does. And, I haven't got any problem with that at all. That's what she does. She represents Idaho GOP. And so when Idaho GOP picks up the phone and calls sponsors and says, I don't think the vast majority of uh, Republicans in the state of Idaho want to see you sponsoring this particular event. Let me tell you about it. Well, that gets sponsors attention. Mm -hmm. And then sponsors pull out of event and event doesn't happen. That's the best way to deal with this, not to legislate it. Because legislating it means it's going to court. That's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter how you feel about a drag show. I don't want to go. I don't want my kids to go. I understand, though, that they're people, and they have a right, just like you do, to hold a show that just depicts who they are. Mm-hmm. But if there is something that's sexually explicit going on, of course, we don't want to see that happen. I'm just saying, if you want to try and legislate it, get ready to go to court. Is that Dell that's calling? Dell, thanks for calling from Napa today. Appreciate you. How are you doing today, Dell?
16: Good, Rick. How are you?
1: I'm well. Thank you for calling. Hey,
16: I was just, just, yeah, just listening to you guys, and I, I just got to disagree with you so much there,
1: Rick. Well, I can just, appreciate uh, that. Let's have it.
16: Yeah, what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, hey, this is unacceptable in Idaho. We're not going to have this in Idaho. And I'm behind them 100%. This. I don't want any of that here. And yes, we have legislated morality in the United States for years. It's now that we've stopped legislating morality that we're watching our country fall, to, fall apart. This is unacceptable behavior. You're not going to have it here. It's away from here. Go do it someplace else. That's where we're at. That's where most Idahoans are at. You're, you're the minority, Rick. I hate to tell you that, but this is not what we want. Okay. We live here, okay. and we don't want to put up with this garbage.
1: Dell, let me ask you a quick question. And I can appreciate your passion for this, and I'm not trying to crash your party. But you are talking my, about discrimination.
16: No, that's what you call it. I don't call it discrimination at all. Okay. I call it moral standards to have a functioning society. Mm-hmm. And I let's go to court. I would love to. And then if that doesn't work, let's change the Constitution. This is wrong. What's going on is wrong. And it's going to lead. We we're seeing social decay all over the place. Are there... If we don't fix this at this level, what we're going to have is fascist country. You're going to have a fascist up club, and there will be morality, and there will be some some standards that have severe punishment instead of just saying no, get out of our state, go someplace else if you want to do this.
1: And what is it that you're talking about specifically? You keep saying them and this and that. What is it you're talking Let's about? Let's
16: just go with the the drag shows, the grooming. You know what's going on. I mean, we keep putting our head in the sand. We love to lie to ourselves. That's what we do. We lie to ourselves. Most of these people, I'm sure there's some good folks in there associated with it. They're perverts. We know it. You're talking we just about don't say it because we're trying to be nice.
1: You're talking about homosexuals.
16: Is no, that, not just homosexuals. There's plenty of perverts that happen to be not heterosexuals just
1: too. homosexuals. Okay. Okay. Oh, the perverts. Well, Dell, I'm, I'm not giving you a bad just, time, man. I'm just, I want to make sure no, that not. I understand no, you're what fine, you're talking Rick. about. Okay? You, we, you can disagree. We know
16: what this is. We know what this is, Rick. 90% of the people in Idaho know what this is. We know what they want, and we're lying to ourselves. We're lying to ourselves, and if we continue to lie to ourselves, we're going to have a total failure in this society. We're already seeing it. We're seeing a failure. I mean, we're trying to determine whether boys and girls can use the same bathroom or not. Are you freaking kidding me? Is this really even a discussion, especially in Idaho? It's disgusting we're even talking about it. It's wrong. Just simple, right? Wrong, and it's wrong. And 99% of us know it.
2: Where where do you get the the figure about 99% or 90% of Idaho? Okay, I
16: made up the 99. I made up the 99, but go talk to your
1: neighbors.
2: All and right.
16: Talk to your neighbors. Hey, there, talk to your neighbors,
2: Dell.
1: I I really do appreciate your passion on this, and it, it's okay to feel that way. I'm just oh, I know. Try, it I'm just trying to pull from right. you what it, whatever it is that you're you're you were dancing around. That's all. But thank you very much for calling. Share the bathroom. I want to go
16: share the bathroom with your daughter, Rick. <laughs> all right, man.
1: Dell, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Before they got too personal. We we do that at home. Boys and girls use the same bathroom. I, I understand his point. I think the problem is I still don't need Idaho to legislate this particular issue. It's handled easily enough. And it's been proven to be handled easily enough. He's talking about a much broader issue that homosexuality and other perverts, so he's lumping homosexuals in a very big pot there, and I disagree with that.
2: Brandon writes in and says, I can't believe this is where our GOP draws the move. It's okay to grab women by the, Mm -hmm. starts with a P, but uh, cross-dressing is perverted.
1: Wow, I don't even know if I want to touch that today.
2: Interestingly put.
1: Sure, it is. We have to take a break. News here at the bottom of the hour. If you're on hold, I promise I will get to you. I have a phone line open for you as well. If you'd like to call in 208 336 3700, pound 670, your Verizon Wireless, or 1 800 529 KBOI. KBOI News Time is 929.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are News Talk KDOI.
1: Well, the phone's lit up pretty quick. (laughs) Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today with Chris Walton. Discrimination is kind of the overall topic here. Discrimination is really what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a drag show. But really, the overall conversation has to do with discrimination. And I'm saying if you pass a bill that is discriminatory, be ready to go to court. And some are just fine with that. They're ready to fight that fight. Doesn't matter what the cost is. Let's fight the good fight. I'm not on board with that. And I'm not. I want to reiterate this. I am not on board with the idea that somebody who is homosexual is a pervert. I don't agree with that. They might be different. You may not agree with what they're about. That doesn't make them a pervert. Just means they love differently.
2: That's how I see it. Jen. Has written in and says, uh, so sad that folks are forming opinions on hearsay and lies, assuming drag show participants are sexual predators. Are we that uneducated? And then uh, Jan goes on, okay, uh, check your neighborhood for sex predators on the government website uh, to assume does, well, you know, Mm -hmm. example, Salem witch trials. That was Jan and Boise. Josh was having a spirited debate with Nathaniel during the break,
1: but we got him on hold so that he could make his point on air. And Josh, I appreciate you hanging on. How are you doing today? Uh, good. How are you guys? Very good. Thank you for calling and thank you for holding and thank you for chewing up on Nathaniel a little bit, keeping him straight. <laughs> what can we do for you uh, today, Josh? You should
17: use that term after that conversation. I, hear, I, you. I no, hear you. we 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 had a good talk. My, my position is just after hearing Dell calling and different things like that, which I appreciate um i don't know I, I just think that it's almost just disingenuous to start throwing terms around um like for instance saying that you know about gay stuff and things like that and also discrimination i mean i have a brother who's gay and we do stuff together we grew up together and it's just what it is you know he's gay and i'm not gay i have seven kids and uh who cares no one cares I don't, I don't think anybody really cares that much. I'm sure there's some fringe people that care. They're just nasty people. But that's not, what, that's not what a large percentage is even talking about. And this whole discrimination thing, what a joke. I mean, we have a Supreme Court justice come open a spot. They can't wait the other side to run out and say, we're going to appoint a black female or, or maybe somebody that does that, says that they're that. I mean, that, that's a, that is on its face illegal, and they do it every time. I'm just so sick of this stuff. I mean, people say, well, as a black man, they can't say that anymore. You guys, that side, the democratic side, which it's really not even the democratic side. It's it's other terms, but we don't need to get into term wars. They've taken that away. I'm a white male with a big old beard. Guess what? I just told your host, you can't say that anymore. What if I right now identify as a black male? I grew up in a very urban area in South Phoenix. In Arizona, mm-hmm. I, I guarantee you, I know all about the culture very, 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 very deeply. And, you know, everything from ethnic food to religious practices and all kinds of things like that. Um, I can say that and I can identify as a black male if I want to. And I guarantee you, if you debated me on it, you could not disprove that based off of facts and terms that have been made up that I could use to say that I am. So you just can't do that anymore. Well, I don't want to it's legislate that either.
1: You know, I don't want to legislate what how you identify Right. But, but I, I fall into the trap of, legis- of saying I'm just, legislate. I'm, I'm that, looking that's exactly at what they want to happen. Well, I'm I'm looking at what's happening. I see a problem that's been taken care of already, and others who want to now legislate it, and it, it doesn't need to happen. At least that, that's how I look at it. And Josh, I appreciate you making your point. Thank you very much for calling us today. Phone line open for you at 208 336 3700.
2: Mary writes in and says uh, people tell you who they are when they speak. When someone says they're lying to themselves, they are telling you about themselves. People always accuse others of what's in themselves. It's called projection. We have laws against enticement already, by the way. We do.
1: Brent, you're up next. Thank you very much for calling today. Brent, you're on News Talk KBOI.
18: Yeah. um, This whole issue of... um, the, the the drag thing or mm-hmm. whatever yeah, that's, yeah, that's being discussed, and whether it's discrimination or not, we have liberal laws that are blanket laws that are called laws against lewd and lascivious action public, and it's it's irregardless of whether you're male or female or how you generally identify yourself or whatever but it is a public decency act uh, to prevent um, uh, decay and demoralization of our social structure and our, our public relations and, and image in front of other people. The example that we put before the youth of our civilization, as well as the elders, uh third of the elders. And what, what is what I'm getting at though, is that we already have a blanket law. Yes. It's, and it it, co- it covers everybody. It doesn't make any difference to your nationality. It doesn't make any difference to your gender identification. But it specifically says lewd and lascivious acts in public are prohibited. And That's good enough for me. We, although we have... Um, displays of such things uh i'm not going to name the specific actors or singers or whatever that do this stuff in public it only shows the lack of our judicial system to govern public event displays that are going on we just need more enforcement of the law that is in on the books
1: well said brent i like it i can't think of anything to disagree with there Brent nice nicely done. Thank you very much for the call today, Brent.
2: In in the in the time of Shakespeare, it was considered a lewd act if a woman was on stage in a place where you could look at her. That is true, regardless of what she was wearing, regardless of what she was doing, which is why when they performed plays, they had to use all men and men played the female roles as well. It it wasn't necessarily a drag show, but on the other hand it wasn't completely not either. Phone line open for you at 208-336-3700
1: if you want to jump in on this. Carol. Carol, you're up next. Thank you very much for calling today, Carol. How are you?
13: I hope I can get this through here. Alright. The legislation is for protecting children from explicit sex shows that march in the streets with the governor or with the, uh, excuse me, with the mayor and have shows for children now in the libraries. It's disgusting. Discrimination is using common sense with rep- representatives in, that will make laws stronger and, and and so that our people, what they do want to do in private is their own business. Out inside, is in our space, in our faces, that's sick. We even have uh, we even have flags that fly as if Idahoans are crazy. Flags at the at the Capitol as if we are all for that now. People do what they want to do. They can do what they want to do. But they can't. we can also say, that's enough, and yeah, we'll use all the money we need to get rid of that, where it's dangerous for our children, at the very least.
2: Okay. Now, are you in favor of parents being able to decide what their children can and can't go to?
13: Not this part, because what we're talking about is we've got parents that have no sense and shouldn't be having kids.
2: Well, and, and we'll if you, legislate that and if, anytime soon. And if you have no sense, you don't have the same rights as everybody else?
13: Say that part again, please.
2: And if you have no sense, it means you don't have the same rights as everybody else?
13: The well, Carol, is, it's a good argument. Want. They're going to have kids anyway, but it's really a very bad thing. It's part of what's right and wrong. If they're going to have kids and they're going to make, mess up their minds, that's, they're, they're able to do that, which sickens me. But we don't have to do that in, as most Idahoans, Uh used to live up north in Idaho, and Coeur d'Alene was a big example of that. It's gone crazy. Here in in Idaho, sorry, in Boise, in the whole area in the south here, we've still got that mess. It's getting worse. It's not as bad as it used to be up or up north and probably still is. We need to take a stand, and that's what legislators are for, is to help us take those stands. Hey,
1: Carol, I, I appreciate your calling today. I, I have a follow-up question if I can. I'll just let you take a deep breath here for a second. What specifically is it about a drag show that you find so offensive that it is going to stain children?
13: No, you can't be serious. Well, is it
1: just... Let me finish, Carol. Is it just a man dressed up as a woman, or is it something else that you believe is going on
3: that would lead you to believe that?
13: It's grooming children. Doesn't matter what the dance is. It's grooming them to think that this is okay, because adults in this area and in the state think it's okay, and therefore the kids are confused. They're just children
1: well that's what i was getting at carol you you answered that beautifully thank you i I appreciate your time today you're welcome to
2: call anytime so does she believes i
1: was just trying to get at the heart of what it was she that, believes
2: they should be groomed to think it's not okay
1: i think that's maybe what she was saying but in 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 a way that made her point i don't want to put words in carol's mouth
2: i think she did a good job explaining what she meant Brandon writes and he says, let's take this thought experiment one step further, assuming this legislation passes or the state wants to pursue more rigorous enforcement of existing decency laws. What's to prevent a certain mayor of a large city in Idaho to choose to ignore enforcing the law? There's already precedent for this, and I bet that's what would happen if the law passes.
1: Boy, you know, I, I, I don't know that I disagree with that at all. Yeah, there is precedent for that hmm yeah <laughs> it is a thought exercise paul you're up next i want to appreciate you calling us today on news talk KBOY. paul how are you
19: pretty good how are you
1: good thanks for calling what can we do for you
19: yeah you got a hot button issue i don't think it needs to be adjudicated i think some common sense needs to be applied here um without them being felt like they're being discriminated against they can have their parade like they usually do do what they do, why they have that parade. And when the parade is over, it can exit into a large area, fenced off area with entrances and exits with security, not police or sheriffs, but security. And they can enter in one direction, go in, and if they wish they can pay to help cover the cost of that fencing that they'd be in. And In in the case that you would think it was discrimination because they'd be put in a cage, that's not the case. That's to protect themselves from outside influences that disagree, that could get violent. And also, the payment for the fence could be made by making donations at the gate, and they'd have to check IDs on everybody that walks through that gate. Anybody who walks out the other side... Is you know that's their deal. Their their thing is over. Or now, if they get, steep, like they, they when they get then they'd have that.
2: Would these fences, out of necessity, have to be the sort that you can't see through?
19: Yes, absolutely. I think that's a that's a like they have slats that fit in between each chain link fence,
2: mm-hmm.
19: so that you can't see through. And that's the point. They they don't want their children to be um, exposed. Wrong sort of words, but exposed to that, and that—that's really what what they're afraid of, so that they don't become victims, as it were. Well,
1: I could suggest about. perhaps that you not take your child to where that's going on to begin with.
19: No, I—I I think that the parade route. If they want, to, if they're curious, they're going to go see it anyway. They'll say they're going over to their friend's house, and then both of the friends get on their bicycles and go down there and check it out. So you can't keep them away from it. I would say have them go to the parade with their parents and their parents could explain to them in their own way what it is they're seeing and what they're interpreting as children. Mm-hmm. I, you're going to have to come up with some kind of common solution, but I don't see that it has to go through the courts to do that. And as far as that that question of, of um, stripping that's in that bill, uh, you know that that could be the Janet Jackson of the Super Bowl halftime years ago mm-hmm. where something suddenly disappears and something reappears hey paul i got to let you go
1: cuz i got to take i got to take a break here but uh, we'll do the last segment of the program the last few calls that we have we'll do after this kby news time is 950
6: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper
0: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, it's 9.55, which means I got about 30
1: seconds left in this program. So, Lee, Joe, I'm sorry. I was going to put you on. I just don't have time for it right now. Why? Because we have a pair of tickets to give away to see tonight's basketball game. We've got a pair of tickets right now for you and a friend to go see Boise State, San Diego State tonight. In person. Yeah. We'll send you to the game. Um, but I, I really do just want to emphasize that I appreciate the passion that surrounds a subject like this. And that's why we bring it up. You know, I want to give you an opportunity to talk. But so much of what we heard a minute ago sound a lot like segregation. We're going to fence you off. You people can go in your area. Sounds a lot like segregation, guys. We can't do that. All right, here's what we do. We'll take caller number six right now at 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless or 1-800-529-KBOI. Caller six is going to get a pair of tickets to go to tonight's game, and we'll see you again.